Hello, hello, beloveds. Welcome to this episode of Subtle Medicine Podcast. I have a dear sister and kindred soul, Rhoda Tadoran, on the show today, and we talk about all the things as it relates to you as your own healer. From daily purification practices and how, no, that's probably not what you think it is, to taking radical self-responsibility for your life and for your growth and what gets in the way of that. And we also talk about nervous system care, breath work, and more. Rhoda Todorin is a Reiki practitioner trained in conscious counseling and rebirthing breath work. She has been exploring various methods of healing and self-mastery since 2002 and continues to cultivate a mixed bag of modalities under her belt in order to co-create transformation with others. Besides facilitating tailored workshops locally in Los Angeles and for the yearly Spirit Weavers Gathering, she also holds space for one-on-one Reiki-infused breathwork sessions, is a maker, online seller of handmade eco-friendly creations, and is an auric portrait artist. And I had so much fun creating this episode for you, and I know that you will really enjoy this rich conversation that Rhoda and I had. So. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so Rhoda is definitely a kindred spirit for sure, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Yay! Okay, so we are such kindred spirits, like I said, and I'm so excited to get into this topic of you as your own healer and guide. That's certainly something that is near and dear to my heart and my own journey. And it's really been spoken about so much on this show. It's kind of the overarching theme of this whole podcast, of my whole work, of my whole mission in in life and, and my soul's purpose, as well as the notion of our core wounds being our source of freedom and ultimately coming into a place of self-mastery and just total sovereignty. So that's kind of where we're headed today. And I'd really love to begin with, when you say to somebody, you are your own healer, what are you meaning and what are you ultimately hoping that they, they get from this? Because for a lot of people, it's like a radical notion that they can't wrap their minds around or it's something that they may believe in, but it's like a total pipe dream and they don't even just understand where to start and what that means. So what, what does that mean to you? It, like all journeys on the spiritual path um, or the journey of life in general, it's, it's that spiral. So there's the very bottom layer of like, you are the author of your life basically and that's a little bit more accessible to people because it's in books it's in movies there's that hero that at the end of the day kind of summons up his or her energies and becomes this full breath of himself or herself um and once you start on that path little by little i think the end goal is full sovereignty where you're basically you know, full blown, blown out thinking for yourself in all myriads of ways from like, like I've been rereading um, Leonard Orr's book, which is my lineage in terms of rebirthing. And he talks about the death urge and how for 
eons and eons of years ago, people lived hundreds and th even thousands of years old. So there's this belief that we have that we actually have to die. So it's going that breath, full breath of sovereignty where you have your own belief about what you and your body can do and what your spirit can do and your soul. Um, and then obviously there's the whole breath in the middle where it's that whole journey that's just true for you. And it can be anything from, um, I know personally speaking, there's that point in every person's life in this journey where um, it's almost like there's a couple of different deaths that happen, the ego death of a child um, reparenting yourself. So there's the death of your parents in your life as a role, a caretaker role. And then in the larger sense of that, after that is the death of God and how you are becoming um, your own God and you tap into your own internal resources of power. And, and that is um, part of that whole goal to sovereignty. So when I say that to someone, it's just whatever hits them really. <laughs> but my ultimate goal and why I love breath work is that, um, you know, you're using your own breath. There's nothing else. You don't need fancy music. You don't need like incense or oils, whatever. You just do it when you can, really. I do it in the car, in the shower. Um, before I came online here, just to get the jitters out, I was doing um, sacral toning or chakra toning. And that's just breathing and making sounds with your breath. So it's really anything that you have right now, right here, are all the tools that you have. Everything inside of you is all you need. There's nothing fancy, no buy now or it will... <laughs> This offer will expire type of situation. Um, it's just really where you are and just leaning into everything that's going on with where you are right now, right here. So good. So beautiful. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. I, I have a, a saying my clients know very well in that vein of looking for those external things or those like flashy buy now, the, you know, the, the easy fix one way ticket to sovereignty to just fix it all. I call them sexy distractors. And I think that we get so caught up in that and trying to like do self care or do it right. And what's, what's the thing that's going to fix me and we don't need fixing and there's nothing external. All, the, all that we need is here. And the breath is so powerful. Just having that, that ability to move your own life force energy. And in that process, shake off the bullshit, right? Like get rid of all the layers that, that are not necessary. Right. And that image of, of the spiral and the spiral path is also so, so crucial. And I, I, re I relate to that and resonate very much with that. And kind of this... I use a lot of the the metaphor and the entry point of the wheel of the year in my work because it's these literal manifestations of these these eight cosmic archetypes. I call them the the eight cosmic frequencies, and we will cycle through them continually throughout life in in deeper and deeper ways. It's it's 
when, when you were talking about the way that we we will go through this process of many deaths and, and the death of the parents and the death of God and the death of all of these things that we have thought were true. That's kind of us going through and, and embodying all of these different different lenses, these different archetypal frequencies to be able to ultimately just come down to the, the bare, just here I am, right? Just fully bare and exposed. Exactly. Which is a great segue into my next question for you. Mm-hmm. You were talking about um, purification as kind of that, that starting point, as, as the first big step to transformation. And I'm curious what, what that means, what that looks like. I love following, as, as I know you do too, kind of like this earth-based um, medicine in terms of like elemental purification. <clears throat> And for me, that means anything using the elements. So for fire, you can literally build a fire and just with intention, because intention is so, so important. Um, You just direct whatever you want to burn off, you know, anything from limiting beliefs to like just um, apathy, whatever it is, or even something challenging in your life that's going on. You just with intention and mindfulness, you just do that. Um, or laying in the sun. And then for water, I'm really big on whenever you're taking a shower or taking in liquids to mindfully cleanse your body with that liquid. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because my heritage is, um, I was born in the Philippines and my whole family um, I'm the black sheep or white sheep, however you want to call it in the family. So they they think I'm the weirdest one. Um, they don't do meditations or yoga or anything like that. So, but one thing that we have in common is in the morning, you'll hear any of us. I have two brothers and one sister and we just kind of yak. <laughs> we just get all of this stuff crud that's built up overnight and it just it sounds horrible and we've had family members who have stayed the night or whatever and they're just like what are you doing that's just like are you okay um I had a cousin ask me if I was pregnant <laughs> because I was it sounded like I was throwing up in the morning but uh, I think it's just a very natural thing that a lot of um people especially from that are closer to their indigenous roots Uh, you'll find a lot of people that visit India, for example, like people are just like spitting all over the place. And it's just like a very natural thing, better out than in, right? Just moving that stagnant energy and mucus um, and really working with that. Whereas in Western society, we kind of like, we want to have our best look forward. And so we kind of hold that in and stiff upper lip, um, which is a very English thing. And so uh, it's really just working with any energy that you have around you to help guide you, you know, Mother Earth. Um, even while you're cleaning, you know, just sweeping away whatever you want to sweep away, just like with mindful intention. 
using whatever you have, again, like being your, the source of your healing and the source of your wisdom, using whatever you have, wherever you are, and just little by little, day by day, I call it down and dirty spirituality because it's like, you don't need any fancy stuff. You're infusing daily rituals, um, which you would have done anyway, sweeping floors and taking showers. And with intention and mindfulness, using that as a form of cleansing and purification, soul purification. Yes, purification on all levels. And again, not having it need to be something outside of you. You don't need to go do this detox or get this really cool biohacking EMF removing for your environment those things are fantastic and if they speak to you that's great right fun (laughs) a glass of water can be a prayer taking a shower can be a prayer everything has that potential to just be infused with so much intentionality and purpose I love that you're saying that I am curious um because I know if I was listening to this I'd be like wait she talked about fire and water did you have anything else that you wanted to offer for the rest of the elements specifically you offered so many beautiful examples i'm just curious there are other ones that are, are near and dear to your heart that you'd like to share yes well obviously for air you know being a breathwork facilitator of, of course breathwork's going to be in that um as you mentioned air is just like the breath is so important so you're not only taking in oxygen there's prana energy and you're just it's like a a broom for the body and when you're doing conscious breath work um that i you know facilitate it's really getting deep and down into your nervous system and your cellular body and bringing up anything stagnant there um so i'm obviously a very big fan of that and Mother Earth, I mean, gosh, really, every day I bring myself on the floor or wherever I can and just really tune in to her energy and and get in the space of gratitude and just be really thankful for everything around me. Like, I'm doing it now and I can, like, cry because I'm so touched by how much we're given every day you know from our loved ones to the food that we eat to the water that we drink our homes um just the energy of connection me sitting next you know looking at your beautiful face and talking to you and we've never even met you know what i mean it's like it's such a beautiful thing this this exchange that we have here on earth um, so really tuning into that and tending to the earth. Uh, I sometimes on my moon cycle, I give my energy to the earth as well. And it's this beautiful exchange that happens where I'm feeding her and she's feeding me and I'm being grateful for what she's giving me and growing into my plants that I then consume or just admire for their beauty. And just that awareness and that connection just growing that capacity to be completely present to whatever is around us and using that i said 
earlier about using whatever you have. So if it's not a garden that you have, it's like a, a flower or um, a plant that you have sitting in your apartment. It's just using whatever you have. <laughs> those are really, really beautiful examples. I love all of those. And I have found, and I'm sure you can relate to when you start to do that practice, something bigger kind of takes over and the return, I suppose, if, if you will, on, on your, your intention and your time is just extraordinary. The, just giving that little bit of intentional love and, and awareness and acknowledgement of, you know, this is what I'm doing. Sure, I might be drinking a glass of water, but this water, I'm, I'm infusing it with my, my blessing and my intention and with so much gratitude. And, I, and I'm now taking it into my body, right? Like it's, it just takes a little bit of extra time. And yet the, the return is just incredible. And it keeps deepening and deepening and deepening to where I, I'm right there with you. I can just go into this happy place of, of so much just inexplainable gratitude and bliss at, at the drop of a hat, which, you know, 10 years ago and plus, and certainly in my lineage would have been unheard of because there was just too much in the way, too much of that, that stagnation that you talked about and those layers of, of excess bullshit, if you will, just really getting in the way of that. And you talked about the, the nervous system and how breathwork is such a beautiful tool to stabilize that. Because I find when the nervous system is, is really keyed up, we're not stable enough to have that, that exchange with our glass of water or to really appreciate the connection that we're having with another individual or with <clears> people. <throat> so kind of stabilizing the nervous system is, is a beautiful entry point. And I'm sure you have tons to add to that and, and things that you've witnessed in your own work in yourself and, and with clients. So maybe just share some, some nervous system reflections, if you will, or kind of whatever comes up about that. Yeah, I mean, most of us, um, everyday people who don't do any or are not aware of this type of work, um, or even are, but uh, just haven't dived into it as, as deeply as uh, I have in terms of just learning about it um, in order to facilitate. But most of us breathe in our chest, and that's a very shallow breath, the thoracic breath just happens um, in our chest area. And so we're not even sitting in our bodies most of the time. And when we're consuming, like watching TV or something like that, often I'll find myself like holding my breath. And that's a very common thing. And so you're doing all kinds of wacky things with your nervous system with that alone, but from an energetic level, just not sitting in your your lower chakras and just not being rooted and you're basically living like as a talking head most of the time and there's just so many things going on from um not just the nervous system but your happy hormones are from your lower chakras and so there's a lot of missing elements that you're not getting and not fully experiencing life as it is happening when you're not breathing deep 
And so um, if I can get anything across today is that um, just to start off mindfully breathing deep, just allowing your lower belly. Again, in the Western um, world, we because we want to look good, we want to suck in our stomachs. And so we're breathing up, up high and puffing up our our boobs and like wanting to look good and you know sexy and all that stuff that we're programmed to do but really just allowing your belly to just hang out and um, when you're breathing in allowing your belly to expand out and um, really working with that and being mindful of where your breath goes when you're breathing that alone will absolutely change your world I think that's the only thing I came up with when you were talking, but um, I'm sure I'll be able to come up with other things. No, that's, that's powerful and such, such an important reminder because you even said yourself, you are a facilitator of this work and have been practicing it for so many years and you even still catch yourself holding your breath. I do too. And I'm in, in a similar boat, you know? Yeah. And so it's so common and so important because without that breath and without it flowing down into the rest of your body, you are just living from the neck up. And that is such a place of, I mean, it's important. We, we like our minds. We like our intellect. They're, they're wonderful things. And there's also so much happening below the neck that we're being cut off from. As you said, there's, there's this whole rich experience that becomes available and it also provides a source of stability and safety so that then we can even deepen into more sources of stability and safety and tap into that, that healer within ultimately leading to sovereignty. So it really does start with the breath and those things that anchor and stabilize us. Yes. And when you talk about safety, you know, your parasympathetic nervous system, the way that, um, you know, with the flight and f- flight and fight and flight mode happening when you're breathing up above it's you're not allowing your body to relax and not feel like it needs to run away from a saber-toothed tiger so you work constantly on alert cortisol levels are going up um just that kind of regulation is not happening when we're breathing shallow yeah. So perfect segue. Look at us. It's like we rehearsed this or something. <laughs> Soul sister. <laughs> exactly. So this notion of, of radical responsibility. Yeah. Because so many of us know, like, okay, my nervous system's super jacked because I can feel it. I, I know I'm not sleeping well. I know I've suffered from adrenal insufficiency, adrenal fatigue you know, whatever the case is, we know these things, we know the things that we're supposed to do to help us. And some of us struggle with that. And so this notion of radical self responsibility, it's like that next, that next step, kind of, if I'm gonna make this very nonlinear thing, linear, right, like, it would kind of be that next part of the evolution is, is taking that, that, that step into radical self responsibility on your way to sovereignty what guidance or, or kind of advice would you offer to somebody who's like, they're like right there, they, they know the things and they might struggle to, to start to implement them, to, to, to take the time to breathe more deeply, to, to do the things that will bring them what they ultimately seek. Right. 
Um, a couple of things come to mind. One is being coachable, <laughs> which I have a seven-year-old turning eight. And so that's like our main phrase motto that he hears every day because he, one other phrase that comes along with that is contempt um, prior to investigation or contemplation. And basically, you know, it's that feeling that you get when someone suggests something to you or pre presents a different perspective that you never heard or even entertained before and you shut it down and it's that, that hot anger feeling that you get. And it does start with mindfulness. So using um, those triggers as teachers. So leaning into the feelings of, of being angry and really just investigating that, like, why am I so triggered by this? And it sometimes takes years to contemplate a certain perspective that's been triggering you or a certain person or a certain situation that keeps coming up. Um, but it's really just being open to anything that comes your way. My mother always, when, whenever there was something that would happen in my life growing up, she would always say, you know, maybe that's a blessing in disguise. And she's really drummed that into me in terms of like looking at the best things around the situation. And it's really given me um, a basis for looking at the world in that way. And so it's, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I'm sure some people it's a lot easier and for some other people it's tougher, but it's really just that allowing whatever comes your way to be your teacher, that life is happening for you, not to you. So if you find yourself in victim mode, um, really just being open to why you're thinking that way and why you're feeling that way and think of it a different way. I really love Byron Katie's work. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she always asks those questions and even flips it like why this is good that this is happening or why this is good that someone is saying this to me. Um, so it kind of just breaks up that programming that's happened and uh, that old groove in the record player inside our minds and our bodies, just kind of breaking that up and allowing multiple experiences to be happening at once. Like it's okay that you're triggered and it's also okay to feel positive about it. You know, there's always, it's allowing that expansion to happen that Life is not just, um, it just is, <laughs> really. At the end of the day, it's the mm -hmm. stories that we make around a situation or ourselves or other people and those judgments. That's what's going to um, define our experience. And so if we're being more in observer mode and being more contemplative about it, it has less power over us. And that's ultimately, you know, the goal with so sovereignty is that we're at the source of our own power. We're standing at the center of our own power. Yeah, absolutely. And that 
what's coming up for me when you say that is being okay, allowing yourself to be okay with being uncomfortable, a little bit uncomfortable yes. and not going straight into that, that contempt before contemplation. Is that what you said? Yes. Feeling that, that initial contempt and however that shows up, it could be fear, anger, whatever that initial like thing is, that initial trigger and being okay with staying with that discomfort because on the other side of that discomfort is holy moly, just freedom and clarity. Exactly. Yeah. And it is tough going, looking at yourself in a different way and being very, um, not judgmental, but being very open that you might have been the one that's been stopping you from growing all along because ultimately that's what happens. That cognitive dissonance happens and we're not growing at that point when we, when we allow that con contempt to just take over and we shut down a whole portion of our life because we are not able to be coachable. Yeah. And living from, from the neck up, to keep that, that story going and ignoring everything that our body is telling us. Cause our body is always speaking and is always saying, Hey, this might not be working for you. Or why don't you go this way? And when we're doing the things like sucking our belly in and sticking our boobs out and not going to the bathroom when we need to go to the bathroom, not practicing these, these things that used to be so simple and innate to the human body, but they've kind of been programmed out of us over the last, however many generations, um, yeah, it's really tough to, to, to be more, more integrated and, and to, to have that, that more, um, self-responsibility. My mind just totally went blank because it's going <laughs> a million different directions at once. <laughs> Mine does that too. I'm like, this is so exciting. I love talking like this. This is my jam. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really easy. <laughs> My partner's like, there you, there you go again. You just need to carry around a notebook with you and be jotting down things. Right. My partner told me to do exactly that when I'm sitting next to you, just to have a focus in terms of like getting across the things that we had planned to talk about, <laughs> just because I am so excited about this. This is this, this is the stuff that excites me. And so I can just go off on a million different tangents. Well, sister, this has been so rich, and I am sure that there will be a follow-up to this at some point. I can already feel it. I would love, this just kind of came to me. Is there a simple, accessible, maybe practice that you'd like to share real quick? A, a technique or a, I, I heard you say before you got on our session right now that you were doing some, some sac sacral toning. Is there something like that that maybe you'd like to offer before we close? Gosh, there's so many. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main thing is whatever thing that you, that speaks to you, whether it's meditation or um, singing or dancing, that you infuse a little bit of that every day and grow it so that you're, continually on a daily basis optimizing your life and that grows into self-love and then that feeds into just overall being more content and happy with your life it just keeps feeding 
and it keeps growing. And then before you know it, like you were saying, 10 years ago, there were things that you never would even um, imagine yourself to be feeling or thinking about. And that's what happens. Like I used to be so um, in my head about how to be and perform. I didn't know there was any other way. I thought you had to just rehearse and think about what someone was going to say. And that, you know, there was all this mental um, gymnastics that would happen prior to an event. Like 20 years ago, you asking me to do this, I would have prepared for a month, probably, you know, I would have had my points, I would have like picked out an outfit, like, none of that is even present anymore. And it's so freeing. And that's, that's like the beauty of this work is infusing those little things every day that feed your soul and your spirit. And whatever that is, like I said, it could be as simple as dancing, but doing it consistently every day, making yourself happy and feeding yourself joyfully in that way, whatever it is, um, is going to just create a, a more fulfilling and happy and content life. That's perfect. That's just like that mic drop moment. <laughs> Infusing your day every day, even if it's just a teeny tiny crumb with the things that light you up, with the things that really feed and nourish your soul. And it doesn't need to be with any of the sexy distractors or the things outside of yourself, just really what makes my heart happy and without judgment, like it doesn't have to, I, I used to judge myself a lot. I still kind of do, right? It's like my thing. I used to think like, oh, the thing that, that I need to practice or that brings me joy needs to be so big and so grand and I need to really help people and it needs to be great. It can't be frivolous. It, da, 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 da. And I love, you know, doodling, making some little simple art and it's beautiful and it's, it's mine or singing, like you said, dancing, just whatever that little thing is and doing that. Exactly. So perfect. Thank you for that reminder. Of course. Thank you for um, allowing me to express that bit of um, wish for everyone. So beautiful. Thank you so much for talking with me today. And I know that we could go on and on forever. So I'm already thinking like, hey, you should come back on the show sometime. So I hope you're open for that. I would love that. Where can people find you and your handmade goods and the offerings you do, I believe, are mostly local, but just where where can they? Sure. I um, am on awakethetribe.com and I'm mostly active on Instagram at Awake the Tribe. And um, I will be at the Spirit Weavers Gathering this September. It's been pushed till then. But I'm also locally around Los Angeles um, when there are workshops. Amazing. And I'll put all of those in the show notes. And thank you, thank you, thank you. What a beautiful conversation and beautiful reminders. Yes. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. I'd love to hear your feedback, insights, or questions. So head over to innerspark.life slash resources to find all the ways to stay in touch on social media, as well as a variety of complimentary resources to support your path. 
including a robust blog, free courses, and more. My highest passion is guiding sensitive, introverted, intuitive beings in the remembrance of their sacred spiral essence through realigning with nature and seasonal and cosmic flow so that they may live a soul-led life. If you're ready to dive deeper into the life-changing magic that comes from aligning with nature and seasonal and cosmic flow, I invite you to join the Root to Spiral Collective, where you'll be supported in community as you journey through the moons and the seasons with an eclectic blend of modalities to enhance your experience. These are ranging from shadow work, herbs and plant spirit medicine, plant-based holistic nutrition, seasonal living wisdom, ancestral healing, subtle energy practices, embodiment practices, expressive arts, and more. Again, head over to innerspark.life for all the goods. I'll catch you on the next episode. So much love to you until then.